0: My dear audience, I'm Peter Resnick and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. Today, as you know, is the last show of the month, and we designated it for talking about and sharing your night dreams. As I told you this in the past, I believed that our night dreams are a single most reliable, rich, comprehensive source for self knowing. As Moses Maimonides said, tell me what your night dreams are and I will tell you not only who you are but who you can become. But it does take time to master one's skills to work with one's night dreams. If it would be easy, I would simply say, read my article on dreams on my website and work with them. But it does take practice and guidance. So, I'm inviting you, ladies and gentlemen, to share your night dreams or to ask questions regarding dreams now. The number here to call is 888-874-4888. Again, 888-874-4888. Also, you can listen to the show by dialing this number, one six four one seven nine three seven zero nine one if you cannot call and would like to send me an email here is my email peter 18 Resnik at gmail.com again peter number one eight resnick r-e-z-n-i-k at gmail.com but please do not send me your night dreams there is nothing I can do with them without asking you questions. That's why I need to work with you on on dreams. So let's see, uh, maybe you need to prepare a little bit, um, prepare your dreams. So I will do a little show and tell, and then if you want, you can call with your night dreams. A friend of mine sent me this poem by Antonio Machado. Traveler, there is no road. Traveler, your footprints are the only road. There is nothing else. Traveler, there is no road. You make your own path as you walk. As you walk, you make your own road. And when you look back, you see the path. You will never travel again. Traveler, there is no road. Only a sheep's wake on the sea. Uh, touched him and somehow it touched me. I think it's quite profound if you contemplate on this poem. Uh, another little show and tell. I just came across uh, this uh, statement on the board of the Trinity Lutheran Church. I don't know what what town. Uh, the world is asking Israel to show mercy. When will the world ask, demand the same from Hamas? An interesting question, isn't it? I wonder what is it that they got that others, many others cannot. Maybe the whole Lutheran approach to life and religion. They taught critical thinking. Remember Martin Luther Uh, 16th century German priest said, let all people read the Bible, not only the priests, and translated the Bible into German. Let all people understand the word of God. He also got married, because there is no place in the Old or New Testament where there is prohibition to get married. He instituted many reforms, and of course, he was excommunicated by the church. Or in our modern times, he was cancelled anyway i'm getting carried away <laughs> somebody has to stop me let me let me let's see there are no calls okay i will continue uh, let me uh attempt to answer your emails i got a few interesting emails and the first one is of course from my friend ricardo from california Here's what he's saying, and it's a long email, and I will try to attend, try to answer it in, in parts. As a psychologist and a Hebrew, what are your thoughts on marijuana? I live in Los Angeles, so it is legal here. However, I do not use it nor condone its use. My thoughts on marijuana is a tool utilized by the state to further lower are, uh, the IQ of the populace who knows what chemicals uh, who knows what chemicals it's laced with and to further uh, deteriorate the mental stability of people contribute that is contribute to inducing depression, anxiety and the like so this is one part of the email and I will try to answer it I think I spoke about it on this show that uh, I walked one time in the neighborhood, in my neighborhood, Forest Hills, New York, in the radius of a few blocks, I saw not one, not two, but four stores selling marijuana in all different forms. The stores were not really so busy, and I stood there in front of each or, uh, of two stores for five minutes. And so one or two people enter. So the stores are not making that much money. The question is, who is sponsoring them? Uh, Ricardo, I came to the same conclusion that you did. Someone is interested in spreading this this uh, substance. Now I will continue Ricardo's email. On an esoteric interpretation, since you practice hypnotism, that is Ricardo telling me, can a person, while high, quote, under the influence of marijuana, become susceptible to being hypnotized slash influenced by the entertainment products, movies, music, tv social media etc and since the vast majority of mainstream entertainment is vulgar violent materialistic and sexual such themes then trickle down into imagination thoughts desires and behavior of the user and here you are also right on the money i think ricardo when the conscious mind is lethargic or uh, occupied by some repetitive, relaxing thought, a person is much more receptive to suggestions. That is why when I hypnotize someone, one of the techniques I utilize is asking a client uh, to think about the relaxing Seen, for example, sitting in a beach chair, listening to the coming of the waves, a wave after a wave, a wave after a wave. And while they're listening, I begin to give suggestions about accomplishing whatever they want to accomplish, something like overcoming an addiction. While their conscious mind is sluggish and passive, their subconscious mind is more receptive to my suggestions. So someone is really um, interested in becoming people becoming suggestible. By the way, that is why my teacher Colette objected to her students using hypnosis, because of her concern that the very thing that is to liberate them from whatever... Um, they wanted to be free. Increased their suggestibility, and therefore their chance to become enslaved in some other way. She still accepted me as a student doing hypnosis, and in fact, in a couple of cases when uh, imagination didn't work for people and in people's life was in danger, she actually sent them to me for hypnosis. Even so, because life is most important. But in general, she was very concerned about uh, hypnosis. And you're right, Ricardo. You're right. That's when people are susceptible. And uh, I continue Ricardo Zima. Lastly, does the use of marijuana make you an easy prey for demons and evil spirits? And does it make you spiritually unclean? since you are under the influence of substance. Now, my take, personal take on it is that any intoxication, whether it is marijuana, other chemicals, or alcohol, they all lower a person's vibrations and make them susceptible to whatever entities exist on that level. The chemical pulls people down that is if a person is together for example mm, a person is in a good place okay composed self-aware willful responsible and happens to get intoxicated from his or her level they may move temporarily to a level where the energies of indifference or violence, or greed, or lust, or the like, begin to control them. Once the intoxication is over, they clear up, examine their behavior, and may choose not to get intoxicated again, or to enjoy, let's say, a glass of wine and not to have the second one. But if a person is on the lower level, let's say emotionally imbalanced, has weak willpower, is full of anger, guilt or remorse or is very needy then intoxication may take them to the lower level where some very dark energies reside also uh, there is there are remember the ten Commandments it's a perfect set of instructions that we received from the Creator and the seventh commandment is in English, it sounds "do not commit adultery," but that is how it's translated into English. Literally, the seventh commandment simply says Lot enough. "Tinaf" literally means impurity. Yes, sleeping with someone's wife—it's impurity. That is mixing what does not belong together, and it is prohibited. But smoking, which is bringing carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, arsenic. And nicotine, uh, cyanide, tar into one's lungs uh, instead of oxygen is also enough. is also impurity. Anything that takes you away from you, your freedom to choose is enough. is impurity, and therefore it's a violation of the seventh commandment. On the other hand, of course, cannabis is one of the plants that God created. It has its value and healing properties. The earliest, as far as I know, uh, report regarding the sacred stuff of cannabis is in the Indian subcontinent. Uh, and it comes from Atharva Veda, uh, which estimated as well, uh, like 1,400 years before Common Era, that's when the texts were written. But the Torah warns us against intoxication. For example, Noah, when we get to it a little later, uh, got drunk, and a big tragedy happened because of that. We'll talk about it when we talk about the Bible stories. For now, uh, I hope I answered um, Ricardo your your many questions um and i want to tell you you're a fine you're a fine intelligent inquisitive and insightful person and i love receiving your emails let me move to the next email and this email came from uk from a woman uh, and the the email is very similar to to the one that a woman from turkey sent last week remember when she asked um, how to be happy. This young woman, lady, is asking, how to find someone who would really love me? I have not received love from my mother. I was in a couple of relationships with men who were not loving at all. How do I find someone who truly, truly loves me? Well let me remind you ladies and gentlemen and you young lady who wrote this email. Uh, I, if, you, if you listen to my shows in the past, you heard me say that inner and outer are Im- mirror images of each other. In fact I quoted again the Bible uh, 26 verse. Of the first chapter of Genesis where it's written and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and God creates of course the human being not through physical action God is not physical but through God's consciousness and so the God's consciousness creates the physical world and the whole universe so since we are in image and likeness of the creator we are creators so our consciousness is creating that which is coming out in our life it's a it's a very in fact an ancient principle that underlines most spiritual traditions and that is that which is the like into itself is drawn that which is the like into itself is drawn. If your mind is filled with, I need someone to love, you bring the need for someone. You understand? That's what you know when I when I ask people, it's it sounds a little confusing if I say to people, if you say, God, I really need money, what comes? And people say, Money? No, the need for money. Because the world brings you what what is in your consciousness. So when you say, I really need someone to love me, you're saying, I am needy. So all you are now filled with is neediness. And you bring in your life who? People who are needy. And they cannot give you. Because they are needy. Through your thoughts and your actions, become a giver. Now I'm giving you an assignment and take a risk, young lady. Take a risk and put on pause all your previous beliefs and thoughts that you were victimized and so on. It's a long, long talk. We cannot do it now on the show. But just take a risk. And for the coming three weeks, when these thoughts come to you, you know, I I am lonely, I am alone, people are not nice, men are not nice, why did it happen to me? Just the moment you catch yourself, say, oops, I am on vacation from, and give you a name, for three weeks, and try something else. Through your thoughts and actions, become a giver. Whoever, remember, there are two ways to live your life, to be needy or to be needed. So far you have been needy find the way to be needed do volunteer work whatever you find uh, you want love the word love the hebrew uh, word for love is achava, and the root of the word achava is have which means to give choose to become a giver without a question whether or not you you get anything back Because if you expect something back, it's trading, it's not giving. So, find a way, forget about now finding a man that loves you, find a way to be a giver without expecting anything back. Leave it for three weeks and then see what happens. Um, And give us a call, give us a call if you can. I know that we are separated, you are five hours ahead of us, but my, my daughter is in London, I talk to her, after the show I will talk to her, it will be 3 o'clock, it will be 8 for her in the evening. So, you can call the show and we can continue. But give it a try and see if anything happens. Uh, And with any pattern that, ladies and gentlemen, any pattern that you have that is negative, think what would be the positive outcome. What is it that I want? And then begin to thank universe, God, for having it. And, young lady, for you, instead of thinking, I need someone, say, thank you, God, or thank you, universe, or thank you, life, for allowing me the opportunity to be a giver. Fulfilling my love life with love. Because when you give, you're loving. So then you're full of love. And everyone wants somebody who is full of love. But you attract a person who is also full of love and Capable to give try it out okay now now we go back no calls no night dreams okay okay so we'll now progress we'll move on with our talk about the Bible uh, we we progressed last week with our journey into the secrets of the Bible we got to the chapter 6, verse 11. So humanity, and that's already uh, uh, Noah, humanity after Cain killed Abel continued growing for another 1,600 years. And we ended up with the times of Noah. By that time, people were getting more and more rotten, evil, murder, robbery, rape, was just a waste way of life. And God realized what what people were doing with their, their free choice. Because it's written, nor was a righteous man perfect in his generation, nor walked with God. The rest of people did not, nor walked with God. Think about the parent. When the parent walks with the child, if a child is more or less mature, let's say at the age of four or five, the parent may allow the child to walk before him and, and then he kind of oversees if a child is walking in the right direction, if he doesn't run too fast, doesn't fall, and so on. That's what we see with Abraham later on when we get to that chapter. There it's written in the Bible that Abraham was walking before God. That's, Abraham was like a little bit prog- already progressed child. But when the child is small, and needs constant support to stand on his or her feet, the parent holds the child's hand. That's what we understand from the phrase that Noah walked with God. As we read on, we read, And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted its way on the earth. From that we can understand, you see it's written, in all flesh, from that we can understand that not only humans, but even animals who were reflective of human spirit were also corrupt. That's why the whole earth was covered by the flood. All the animals were to be killed as well. Uh, you, You maybe heard about the, now it, sometimes it's called mythical sometimes people think that it was real the land of Atlantis we we respect Plato uh, the student of Socrates and Plato wrote about the land of Atlantis as real and remember that uh, in, in Greek mythology talks about Centres, man, horse, and other creatures were half human, half animal. And the theory about the land of Atlantis and why it was destroyed, that they were so advanced technologically, but also their greed for pleasure was super great, for power. And they started mixing, combining a horse with a man so there would be more sexual power, and confusing God's creation. It's just a theory. Now, let's go back to the Torah. The Torah continues. God uh, tells Noah how to build the ark. And then the response we read, and Noah did as God commanded him to do. Nothing Nothing else, no fighting, no arguing, not even a word about other people. Remember uh, Abraham is definitely arguing with God and Moses when, when uh, speaks to God, you know when God uh, says that you know God intends to destroy the uh, whole nation because they build the golden calf. Moses goes, no, don't do that. or oh, kill me. <laughs> Take me out of the book of life. Moses argues, Abraham argues, no, no. Okay, you want me to build the ark? I will build the ark. We are learning that being righteous is not enough. Being truly righteous is caring about yourself and others. That's why prophet Isaiah in 7th century, before common era, uh almost 2,000 years after the flood, spoke about the flood of Noah. Remember? The word prophet means the one who speaks for. The Hebrew prophet spoke for God, which means it was God who called the great flood Noah's flood. How come? The man who God said, was the righteous for his generation, the only one worthy to survive. Imagine imagine someone calling Mother Teresa because she lived in the times of the World War II, Mother Teresa's World War II. That would be insane. So why God called the flood Noah's flood? Because it was not enough just to obey, as it's written, And Noah did what God commanded him to. Later, again, we'll read about uh, Abraham arguing with God who intends to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and Moses. But Noah just kept doing what God said. We are taught that you have to interfere. You, You are encouraged to argue with God. Let, let me you know ask you uh, some of you like what I say that's why you're listening to me I receive email from many people uh, of course some don't particularly since I started sharing my political views by the way <laughs> in fact in the last month I lost at least half of my audience I honestly don't mind this. I left the Soviet Union so I could speak my mind without being afraid that I will go to, to jail. I have been sharing with people what I know and if the, at this point in time when my family just like 75 years ago is being executed, raped, burned, I speak out and it does not suit some people's accepted narrative. it's okay. If they stop listening to me but those who do and I say it because of the Noah uh, story those who do those who agree with me because they know history because they understand what's going on those who are understanding all this and are silent themselves because they don't want to stand out they don't want to go against what majority of their friends stands for, in fear of losing friends, those people, uh, remember their, their, their life, their minds, are an open book for God. And it's true regarding all issues, whether it's this war or critical race theory. Or being afraid to say that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. I, I don't know if I make sense to you. I have been to a doctor recently who is a good man, a good doctor. Highly recommended. Really a nice person I met. He laughed when we somehow we got to the subject of critical race theory. He laughed at craziness, of the craziness of all that was going on. And yet, when I was filling out the form, you know, where you write about yourself, if you take any medication, you have history of this or that, where it's usually given a choice, male or female, he adopted a new form where it's written, sex assigned from birth. What is it? Fear of losing patience? Losing a license? I doubt, at least for now, that someone would lose a license because of that. But he plays it safe. The society collapses, not because of the minority who are degenerates, but because of the majority of ordinary good citizens who do not speak up against the degenerates. Okay, let me move on. I get carried away. Somebody needs to sit next to me and stop me. Now, um, Noah is 500 years old when God speaks to him. And God tells him to build this ark, 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. That's about half of the size of a contemporary cruise ship. And it took not one hundred twenty years to build it. By the way, people sometimes say, "Why did these people in in those times uh, lived six, seven, eight, nine hundred years?" Because it was the pace was different of everything to grow spiritually, and that's what in in the spiritual world. Um, we understand why we come into this world. As, as Martha Crampton said so beautifully, uh, we participate in a meaningful universe structured to facilitate evolution of consciousness. And human beings are to grow as conscious beings. So to, what, as my teacher said, to climb the ladder of the, ourselves. That's what our purpose. But how can you climb the ladder of yourself and grow spiritually When in order to make a meal you need to spend three four five hours just to make a fire took an hour probably so everything took an enormous amount of time so it took not 120 years to build an ark why no home depot no chainsaw to cut the trees These days, with all this modern technology, it takes several years for hundreds of people to build a cruise ship. Noah kept working, and uh, his two sons were helping him. Three sons, excuse me. That's it. So Noah kept working. People would come and ask him, man, what are you doing? Building an ark. Why? God told me that he will flood the earth and destroy the world. Mm. They thought he was crazy. You're out of your mind, they said. There are many stories, mid-Russian, that that contemplate of what was really happening. So, So, but Noah didn't argue. He and his sons kept working, building the ark. The whole chapter six is pretty much about instructions on how to build the ark and what animals to bring in and it worked by chapter 7 we're all set it starts raining and it rained 40 days and 40 nights and then then another hundred fifty days the waters were covering the whole earth and after that the waters began to subside and we know the story finally the the ark rests on the mount ararat with contemporary turkeys and noah sends first a raven then the raven comes back and then the dove and we know the story Yes, and finally the dove first the dove comes with a little olive branch and then the dove flies away and doesn't come back and Noah understand understands that now the water subsided enough but still noah spent four more weeks in the ark that's what is written till God finally told him come out and Noah came out and built an altar and it is written the smell was a pleasant aroma to God now, people sometimes say, what do you mean? That God doesn't have olfactory uh, apparatus, doesn't have a nose, doesn't have a brain to register. Yeah, I already spoke, I think, about it. God has everything we have. God has arms. God has eyes. we It's not that we made up the story about God. We are the story from God. We are a small version of God's ability to see. We are a little model, a little copy. God can reach. God has arms, but the, not the arms the way we see. We It's a, just a small copy. God can reach from one part of the universe to another. So, the ability, God's ability to reach then was minimized to our arms that can also reach and can also create and so with everything so god of course smells but not the way not through the nose god doesn't need god became aware that would be my interpretation but but remember the the torah was given 3330 or 40 years ago so uh, that was given to people of bronze age so for them, it was easier to understand that God. it was a pleasant aroma. Remember, this is the Torah that is dictated by God, but God also understood that at that time, it would be easier for people to understand that it was a pleasing aroma. No, God became aware of the sacrifice, that that Noah was thankful. It's one of the basic and most important feelings we can have to connect with God and that is with, with gratitude and so, and God said in his heart it's written I will not continue to curse again the ground because of men." and then goes a very interesting line since the imagery of man's heart is evil from his youth wow so god is saying not okay there is evil in 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 human beings and so i'm just going to get rid of them it's like a a bad trial not a good idea maybe i create other creatures that will be better no simply god accepted okay the the Man's heart is evil from his youth. So since I gave them freedom and they're choosing evil, there is something else I need to do to make it easier. And he continues, Nor will I again continue to smite every living being as I have done. Continuously, all the days of the earth, seeds, seeds, Time in harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will not cease. So the world, what we're learning from the Bible, the world will continue. I want to spend a little more time on these words, since the imagery of the man's heart is evil from his youth. We're now on reading chapter nine. So, and God is telling us, that human beings that we ladies and gentlemen you and i are not good by nature because by nature we arrived into this world with the ability to uh, make free choices and our natural tendency is not to be so good and if you think natural tendencies of children they're totally narcissistic they grab they want for themselves That's all they care about. That's what they arrived with. And some, (laughs) reach the age of 60, still the same way. God gave human beings awareness, ability to speak to each other, freedom to choose. And they choose to use their awareness to hurt each other and to steal from each other. And God witnessed that with freedom and without any instruction people were choosing evil over good and in fact God decided to start over with Noah not because Noah did not have evil in him because complacency not speaking up for others is also evil that's why prophet Isaiah calls the flood Noah's flood. So, but God decided to give Noah and his family a set of instructions. We know them as Noahide laws, or seven laws of Noah. Strangely, uh, they somehow not, uh, not so popular, not so known, But indeed, you know, we all know about Ten Commandments. That's much, much later, more than 2,000 years later, 2,500 years later, when Ten Commandments were given to the Hebrews. But Noah received seven commandments. And they are, and ladies and gentlemen, most of you probably 100% adhering to these commandments. Uh, so the first one is prohibition of idolatry don't make idols no God before God basically the second one don't worship stones, rocks don't worship something that is not God there is only one God that's basically the idea so the second prohibition of murder Uh, in, in fact the Torah considers death penalty for murder to be essential for creating a civilized society. Uh, at some point before I started really looking in depth on Torah, maybe 20, as, as late as maybe 25, maybe 30 years ago, I believed the death penalty was unfair, even for murder, because, because my thinking was we did not give life, we cannot take away life. But then as I was reading this part I understood why it's written whoever sheds the blood of man by man shall his blood be shed in order to keep the society healthy in order to keep people within boundaries they have to know there is a price so uh, again I repeat the Torah the Bible definitely makes it clear uh if a person murders he is to be murdered he is to be killed Remember the word uh, uh murder and kill are two different words in hebrew so in fact one of the ten commandments or in this one also they say tich tzach. Tich tzach literally mean means uh murder not killing of course you kill if somebody wants to kill your family you absolutely go and kill them you protect your family Uh, the third commandment prohibition of blasphemy that is cursing the name of god the fourth prohibition of eating flesh taking from an animal while the animal is still alive basically it's animal rights that's where it comes from the first animal right is to if you're already killing the animal it's okay but you do not torture the animal Uh, unfortunately some some people still do it I was in uh, Chinatown with my friend dr. George Wang. And he, he's Chinese, and, and he said, this, <laughs> these Chinese are inhumane. <laughs> and he showed me, you know, they they have these turtles, and while the turtle is still alive, they cut the, the top, and they begin to cook it, and uh, it's it's horrific, it's horrific. So some cultures are still practicing this. Um, so that's a violation, definitely, of one of the Seventh Commandments. Uh, The next requirement is maintaining courts uh, to provide uh, legal recourse. That is, people are supposed to um, respect, create courts, create some form of justice that would definitely take into account these seven laws. And um, people have to respect those laws, which means every civilized society must have some institution of, call them lawyers or judges or whatever, that everyone will respect. That's a very interesting premise because, look, it means that everyone is a subject to these laws. That is, the divine laws are above any human authority, any king, anyone who has more money, and so on. So another uh, commandment is prohibition of sexual immorality. And finally, the last one is prohibition of theft. So these are seven commandments. Adherence to these divine laws by each individual was to tame each individual's inclination to evil. So, when God said, for the imagery, imagery in the man's heart is evil from his youth, God doesn't say, I will kill you all, but God is saying, here, here are the rules, at least you will make an effort and work on yourself. So, that is number one individual responsibility and mastering qualities within yourself well somebody didn't like it somebody did not like it in 18th century came about the french philosopher jean jacques rousseau and he did not agree with god he he said it was the society that was bad human beings are good by nature he wrote god was wrong It was Jean-Jacques Rousseau who knew better. And when somebody tries to be better than God and know better than God, well, it turned out to become the most, one of the most destructive ideas that humanity managed to come up with. Do you, ladies and gentlemen, doubt that human beings are indeed evil from their birth? Think about the Roman Colosseum, where people enjoyed, paid for it, enjoyed watching other people being eaten by lions, slaughtered by, by bigger, stronger people, women raped by animals. And one can say, well, that was a long time ago. It was cruel times. Really? What about endless wars? Slavery, which was part of life in every society. In fact, slavery was a uh, the longest practised in, in, uh, in Africa. That is Africans enslaving Africans. In Mauritania, slavery was abolished in nineteen eighty one. What about Nazi mass murder? and sadism throughout German-occupied Europe? What about Soviet Union, which murdered 20 to 30 million of its own people? What about communist China, starving 60 million of their own people while sending food abroad to buy weapons? Turkish genocide of the Armenians? The list is endless. President Jimmy Carter wrote, Addressing poverty can make an important contribution to avoiding conflict and terror. Really, Mr. President Carter, he was blaming society, just like Rousseau. Well, Mr. President, if escaping poverty made people better human beings, then the rich would be the kindest and the most honest people in the world. By the way, all terrorists from September 11 group came from middle to upper class families. Values and moral self-control matter far more than outside circumstances, outside forces. Those who blame put blame on outside forces rather than on individual people, uh, encouraging people to build a healthy society, but individual by mastering themselves uh, don't succeed. We have to work with, on our individual qualities. The belief that people are good is dangerous. In fact, uh, Dennis Prager wrote about it he says here are the reasons why the belief uh, that people are good by nature is dangerous number one then children are not taught to be good and they're not reprimanded and they're not punished I'm not talking about beating them to death or to blood but children need to learn order it will not happen on its own. These days, children, if if a parent gives them time out or a parent pushing a little too much, they say, I will call child protective services. This is ridiculous. Yes, they need to be taught order. Without order, nothing will happen. In, in, in fact, honestly, I, I will share with you, oh God, we're running out of time. I want to share with you something uh, uh, one rabbi asked me, actually, why is it happening? Because several kids, young kids from religious families died from overdose, from fentanyl, whatever it was. And he said to me, tell me why, Mr. Psychologist, why is it happening in this community? And I said, give me some time. It took three months. And then I came to him and I said, I no, have the answer. You are guilty. He said, me? He said, me, no, yeah, all the rabbis. He said, why? Why is it so? He understood. I'm saying seriously. So he was interested. I said, because you spend time teaching the Talmud, teaching the Bible, talking about values, but you do not emphasize individual responsibility and order. Order. This is number one. That's what you need to spend more time on than anything else. You need to know if they make their own bed if they clean up after themselves at home and when they come to the synagogue it's easy to pray and then boom you go they need to understand all the things and I spoke about things that I spoke today about about not enough in purity and because some I noticed some kids they come for prayer in the morning and then one time I saw um, they, they're smoking marijuana in fact in a car, and, it, and I knew that the rabbi knows that some kids smoke, but they, but well, you don't want to scare them away. Yes, you want to talk about consequences. That's important. So so going back to Dennis Prager, so one is children must be taught. Now the second dangerous thing about thinking that the world that human beings are good is then God and religion become unnecessary. No need for universal truth or morality. They will people are hu- nor good on their own, so they will find their own way. Look how did they they do? How they did so far? Did they find their own way? Look what is happening. There, there are also religious wars, unfortunately, but that needs to be also uh, discussed, and and it's a whole other subject. Why religious wars are happening? but the principles because because basically it's perversion of religion of, of it's hijacking religion to achieve political gains that some spiritual traditions do and that's why there is so much uh, pain be, because of uh, religion but otherwise the basic tenets whether it's islam christianity judaism buddhism or, or hinduism jainism are all beautiful this needs to be taught. Without that, if human beings are, are so good, then there is no need to, to teach them. And the third reason why thinking that we are good by nature is that people don't take individual responsibility. If we are good and something bad happened, poor person, look, look at our society. Let's reorganize society. Because something is wrong with the society that forced this good, this wonderful human being, this victim of the society to act the way he or she did. No, no, it's not the society. So, uh, you know, my listeners mostly are, uh, I know, middle-aged people, so you are even though I get emails from young people also. but So you can talk to your children or your grandchildren. Number one is individual responsibility and adhering to universal laws. Coming from where? Coming from above. Not from some authority. Not from a president. Not from uh, one person who has a cult and makes up a story. There are humanity received uh, instruction, a set of instructions and they survived not by chance for thousands of years whether it's the Ten Commandments or the writings in the Hindu texts, in Gita, uh, in the Panishadas or it is the eighth fold of the Buddhist path. In fact, by the way, I want to say that the Buddhists are uh, the most. Uh, there was a survey. I think it's a Pew uh, Center for Research found that the Buddhists are the least, the least violent uh, tradition, spiritual tradition. Uh, and the next after them, uh, I'm talking about vile personal violence not i'm not talking about wars in fact buddhists don't have didn't initiate any wars but uh, buddhists uh have the least violent crime and the next one after them uh, are hebrews and the next one uh russian orthodox greek greek orthodox anyway I, they just send me a message, uh, only one minute left, and I have to wrap up. Uh, thank you for those of you who uh, were with me, shared this time with me today. I'm looking forward to having your attention next Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Uh, I'm looking forward also to getting your emails. And be happy. Peace to all who want to live in peace. Adelante que era tú de mira adelante tú de.